Bitwise Only Podcast where Bionic Pig is on our screen. The and Bionic we're all Pig. In it, yeah, we are definitely the only podcast that has a Bionic Pig on our screen right now. Um, but I will also assure you this is this uh, podcast is not a clapback. Just make sure you put that out there too. <laughs> Sorry, a lot of Kanye Pusha T stuff came out lately. Anyway, so all right. So anyway, uh, but uh, welcome to our podcast. Um, this is Alondo. Hello, this is Beaven. Hey, I'm Jennifer. And uh, again, like I said, this is episode three, and I hope everyone's ready to flex some brain muscles. That's going to go along with our theme uh, for this week. So, uh, you know, make sure you get, go to the gym, work that uh, that brain muscle out. You know, get it ready to go. I don't know how you do that, but make that happen. It's about three pounds in your skull. Uh, now wow. you know. Now you know. So. So when you pick up that barbell and you think it's really heavy think your brain is already three pounds see there you go exactly so if you go past 1.5 that's 50 percent your brain i mean that's yeah you can yeah you're getting there so fascinating yes so uh our first uh segment of course we we kind of start with uh interesting news techie news typically but um you know of course the theme this week is uh sports ball sports ball i love that sports ball still sports ball are you ready for some sort? Anyway, so, uh, but of course, the segment is always called uh, uh, "What It Happened Was." See what it happened was. See what it happened was. See what it happened was. Everybody talking about what they doing. They going live about what they say. Everybody talking about what they doing. So this one. Hold on, before we start this, I've got to preface by saying I probably am the least knowledgeable of sports in this group right now. So I doubt that. Oh man, the challenge I is will be the on. See, the challenge yeah. is on. Yes, Beaven said he is anti-sport. I am not anti-sport. <laughs> he never said that. Let me that. quote that. You put nah, words he, in his I mouth. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but watched he, a little bit of pro wrestling when I was like a you know a, a teen and college kid, but uh-huh. that's about it. Man. So you're operating at a sport deficiency is yes. what you're saying got gotcha. you yeah. got gotcha. you exactly. what if, in, in, in jen what, what's I sports background know. it depends no? i mean i played sports in school that's probably what's up with my back today but i don't know see she's trying to say we'll she's, see see at least she you play like, i'm low-key jen she's like so. i played on a soccer team with this girl named brandy chastain but anyway <laughs> beyond that though you know <laughs> yeah right well so for our what had happened was segment and the more that comes out about this, the more I'm just like, what in the world? All right. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but the Philadelphia 76ers were in the playoffs at one point in time this past this uh, this playoff season. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing okay. Young team. That, that's hockey, right? No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm, You're I'm, so I'm, funny. He's, he's trying. I'm, he's I'm trying. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the basketball team. <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia 76ers. I was getting a little worried there, Beaven, but then I said, there's no way. No so way. it has come out that the president of basketball operations, his name is Brian Colangelo, had these five secret Twitter accounts that he was tweeting from. Uh-oh. Now, what would someone do with these five secret accounts? Well, he would go out and divulge secret information about his own team on Twitter. Like, he's what? just... Why you would do that? Why? I don't know. Yeah. Were they subtle tweets exactly. or were they obvious yeah. tweets? That it was him? No, no, no. What that he was, who like, he was oh, speaking about. about. Like he would be like, "Oh, this player is definitely injured for tomorrow's game." What? Oh, you know stuff like that. He would also use it to basically run down his own players. Oh my! What he, was his motive? Yeah, for that? exactly. <laughs> Why does he have five accounts? We don't know. I got exactly. no idea. It's the weirdest thing. As the more and more comes out about it, the more and more everybody's like, what in the world is wrong with this guy? So, But that's what he did. He went out mm-hmm. and created these five accounts. And what I still think is hilarious is that in 2018, there are still people who think they can do things on the internet and somehow or another, no one's going to no find, right. find out. Exactly. I'm like, it's one thing if you're just like somebody like up the street, like our ice cream man, all right? Yeah. Maybe he can get away with it. You know, we don't. Maybe we can't track him down. All right, I see him. We're gonna find you. By the way, we but will find. We you. will find you. That's I right. swear, I'm in the perfect spot. The next time he pulls up, my flip flops are off, and I'm out the door. You're out the door. I, I like, actually, I want to get creamsicles for everybody. That's right. I want to get video of Jen just running down the street trying to flag down the ice cream man. There's, she's gonna be pushing over six year olds and stuff to get to him too. Like, oh, get out the way. <laughs> All right. So with this guy, he goes out, trashes his own players and stuff. He's like, so-and-so can't play well. He he also uses it as an opportunity to trash his predecessor who was in the position before he got there. 
I'm like, can't you find a buddy to talk to? He's I mean, a real class yeah. act, go right? go see a therapist. You exactly, know, something like that. If you really yeah. want to just get some anger out, do it that way. Don't sit there and just like, oh, I'm gonna get on the internet and then just tell everybody and well, be like, how hey. humiliating for his family. Mm-hmm. It, it, I feel like it's just humiliating all around. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. it is it is a lose lose yeah. lose 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 yes, situation. Definitely yeah, five times. So. Yeah, I mean, five really, it, it's yes. <laughs> lose times five. It's it's yep the the quintuple the quintuple loss yes. absolutely. So yeah. anyway, it, again, I keep reading stories. I was gonna sum stuff up, and stuff keeps coming out, and I'm just like, just I'm gonna put it out there to the ether. To Please be feel free. Later. Yeah, there's more. Yeah, information I'm coming. sure there's more coming. And of course, he's gonna come out and be like, "Oh, it wasn't me." And I'm like, "Yeah, right." It's my intern. It was my intern. Mm-hmm. That's right. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was my lawyer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whatever. No. So oh, <laughs> this guy, yeah. Anyway, uh, good luck to you getting out of this uh, kerfuffle you put yourself in, sir. So kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. You gotta say it that way. <laughs> so, so that's the what had happened was of this week. Uh, yeah, good luck there. Uh, what's his name? Colangelo, I believe it is. So, uh, yeah, good good luck there, Brian. Colangelo, yeah. Colangelo. <laughs> Colangelo, there you go. That's Does it. Does he still have a job there? No. As far no. as I know, yes. Wow. But it's because the investigation is still underway. Goodness gracious. Oh, we'll move on to our uh, next segment, which is, uh, you know, do you even geek? Um, and this is where we uh, do our little geek trivia. So this is where I put Beavin and Jen through the paces of oh. geekery, oh, of geekitudes. So it is really unfair, I know. I know. I enjoy it so much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what we do is we pull a card out of Geek Battle, all right, which is the, uh, the game that I got off of uh, Amazon. And I just pull up a random card. And I see if they can answer the questions. Now, I think typically, I think the last time I pulled a card and it was like, uh, you have to name like all, know, the all symbols, of the things. All the yeah. symbols on the keyboard. So I can I'm do gonna that. I'm going to buy this game, by the way, to make it do, level. No, nope, yeah. can, can I do that? Nope. So I can do that again. Or we can pull out the one that has like random questions on a card, like six random questions. You guys can try to come up with the answer to those six questions. Which would you rather do? I don't care because I'm going to lose regardless. Nah, you won't lose regardless. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> I am the king of useless trivia, so. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's do the, let's do the uh, we'll do the other one. All right, we'll try a different card. If we don't like this, we'll go back to the other cards that have like the six things that you have to choose from. So, all right, I'm pulling it out and I'm getting out a random card. And hopefully it's not like really obscure stuff. By the way, the things that I know nothing about, Doctor Who, I know nothing about Doctor Who. never <laughs> seen it before in my life. So, one of those kind of questions comes up can't help you at all <laughs> oh wait can we call you for backup are you a phone a friend oh i'm a phone a friend i'll help and provide what's hints. your cell number again <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to phone you up what's the help <laughs> i wish you would i wish you would just call me right here like while we're recording and oh, be like man. you know just answer I need the to phone find my friend that would create some kind of like weird loop back with the internet yeah. <laughs> Talk about static. Yeah, entire cities would be demolished from the feedback of that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this looks like it's geekatoos, geekery, and all that kind of good stuff. All right. So, this is under the category of it looks like a robot. Um, which of the following has not been used as a tagline of the X Files television series? Oh. All right. Bring it on. A. Trust no one. B, the truth is out there. C, I want to believe. D, apology is policy. D. So, Jen saying D, Beaven, you agree with her? I've actually seen that on one of the episodes, but I would say D as well because that's the least. And the correct answer is B. What? I want to believe. What? It says it was a tagline for one of the two X Files movies, but was oh, never no. used oh, in the credits. On. Yeah, that's a that's a cheap that's a cheap one. That was a cheap shot. Yep, yeah, but I mean, Boo. look, they're trying to confirm you actually geek. <laughs> I guess. Well, we failed. You're not a geek after yes. all. I know exactly. All right, in uh, this is like comics and video games. Uh oh. Interesting. You know, I have like 
Calvin Hobbs over the place here. What Bill Watterson comic strip featured a busy? <laughs> Sorry, this is terrible because I'm like, it says Watterson and it's that. So Dear for those, Mr. Watterson. I know I have a movie poster that says Dear Mr. Watterson, an exploration of Calvin Hobbs movie poster, like right here in the room, but it says. What Bill Watterson comic strip featured a boy and his stuffed tiger? Oh, come on, so, now. Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, so yeah. I, 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 again, I, that was <laughs> that was a low, that was, that was a, a what, slow pitch, uh-huh, right over the middle of the plate. Uh-huh. Well, they're just trying to make up for the other one. Yeah, answer was Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> By the way, highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen that the documentary, uh, Dear Mr. Watterson. It's all about the you know what he did and all that kind of stuff about Calvin and Hobbes and how he did not ever want to like sell himself out for licensing and all mm-hmm. that. He stayed true to his form love that guy all right question three which is larger the world wide web or the internet yeah. now, wow. our last episode uh-huh. was on the world wide web and i actually gave some differentiation about mm-hmm. the two then it's so, the world wide web yeah you say the world wide web uh-huh. just as world wide web even says world wide web okay um it basically says trick question, and it says the internet. The because web, it is the, the web using HTTP is just one component of the internet. I didn't go into details about that, but yeah, that's, that is lame. You that know what? True. I feel robbed. <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, uh, remember the analogy I gave you guys about streets the and streets addresses. Yeah. There's a lot of more streets out there that have no addresses on them yeah. than there is. Yeah. The so does that web. make sense? Yeah. Well, I almost said so. the internet because it had to exist first, or in order for there to be a world wide right. web. Right. But so, then I said, no, no way, because the world wide web is so huge. So, oh well. All right, but you guys understand the logic about what they, why they killed that queen. Okay, not as cheap a trick as that. Uh, that uh, X Files question. question. Come on. <laughs> All right. Question four. According to California building codes, what part of a structure may not be fastened with duct tape? Ah. Uh, are there choices? No, no. there are oh, not. Oh, okay. I, I'm drawing a blank on what that thing is called. The supporting beam. The main supporting beam. Oh, um. The foundation. The structural beam, I guess you're talking beam, about. Yes. The foundation. And you say the foundation. Mm-hmm. The answer, air ducts. What? You can't use duct tape to fasten air ducts together. Who would know that? I People guess in it's California. Supposed to be, it's a, yeah. It was supposed to be ironic, I guess. So. Yeah, that's true because of the duct. Duck, so, duck, duck. Uh, and your, your duck, duck, goose. Your random useless <laughs> trivia for oh the day. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to give you guys this. Um, random useless trivia is that it was always originally called duck tape. And not ducked. Ducked came later. It would actually, so duck tape predates ducked tape. Hmm. So that's your random trivia. That's from the mind of Alondo. So you can use it on a spaceship. (laughs) You can use it on a spaceship. you cannot use it on an If the spaceship was built in California, I would assume that you could use it on the spaceship but you can't use it on air ducts that's amazing yes but it doesn't say why does not say why it was a two-word answer and it said literally air ducts period Hmm. so for more information please see wikipedia i guess i don't know (laughs) and an unreliable source that's right so that's so that's our segment do you even geek all right uh, we're getting to our say what uh, area here, and uh, this episode, episode three, is all about how geeks and jocks combine to form the ultimate entertainment. I feel like you should say ultimate entertainment with like the echo and stuff. Maybe I'll go back and do that. Who knows? Um, so anyway, this episode, are you ready for some sports ball? Friends gonna play some sports ball. Lots of technology in sports nowadays. You probably don't think about it because you just see it. It's become part of mainstream. Um, in fact, uh, most prevalent usage of computers and technology is tracking numbers and producing insightful statistics. I mean, there's people who get paid a lot of money just to go out and identify whether or not a player is a good you know, fit for their team or a better way to you know, retrofit your NASCAR so that way it rides around the track smoother um, and in a much more efficient pace. Um, a lot of evidence was that was in that movie Moneyball. I don't know if you guys saw that with uh, Brad Pitt. Um, Brad Pitt and uh, what's his name? Jonah. Jonah Hill. Um, Hill, thank you. Um, and they looked a lot into data and statistics and how they kind of turned the industry on its head because they looked at the statistics of players a different way. They're like, we don't care about the guy that hits all the home runs. 
they're like, look at this guy over here who just consistently hits every time mm. he's at bat. They're like, that's the guy you want because you put him up at bat, he's getting somebody he else will, in. Yeah, exactly. He will hit, right. Yeah. right. So, um, but that's where most people think of technology is looking at statistics and things like that. Um, however, I'm going to take you guys back in time. I mean, if I had like a time machine, something like that, whatever, time machine noise, uh, we'd go back to 1996. And I'm going to see if you guys remember this interesting technology that they had it's called fox tracks and what it did was it would it would create a halo around a hockey puck you guys ever heard of it no mm -mm. all no. right well i mean what's really important is you guys have to see the announcement video for this thing that fox put together it's just i mean i have to let it just speak for itself so Scientists at Fox Sports Laboratories are working on new technology. You won't believe your eyes. On January 20th, you will witness the biggest technological breakthrough in the history of sports. Don't miss the premiere at the NHL All-Star That's how they game. announced it. They have a bunch of guys in lab coats sitting around. Somebody was chainsawing through a block, of, through block of ice. Through a block yeah. of ice. What that has to do yeah. with anything, I have no idea. But Hockey. that was how they announced it for the All-Star All -Star game in uh, 1996. Now, they only showed like a, a quick glimpse of the actual technology. But I want you guys to see some of this footage. All right. And of course, I'm putting all this uh, the videos for this in the actual show notes. Um, but I want you guys just to see how distracting this would have been. So you can oh, see there's like wow. it's like radioactive. Yeah, it looks like it exactly. It's like it's got gamma rays oh, on it. And oh, then, oh my it turns it red. Oh, red look at that. Streak. A red streak comes behind it. So you can see. Wow. So they actually saw that as this players. is live. No, 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 no. I'm gonna explain the technology, oh, but. Okay. That's we, what you as saw an as an audience as on an TV. As an audience member, you saw this. Yep. That's I what you saw. I was getting ready to say, it looked like laser beams. You know, like if you cut out all the lights? Yep. It would be so cool to play that and just experience laser all over <laughs> the ice. That's how I could see it. So glow in that, the dark ice hockey. Uh, glow in the dark. See, that's actually a good idea. and <laughs> that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but that was the technology called fox tracks as you can see if they're on the screen i still have it on the screen a little screen cap it's called fox tracks so there was a little blue aura halo mm -hmm. that would go around the puck on your tv screen and if somebody hit the puck faster than 70 miles an hour it would turn red and a streak would go behind it okay indicating where it was going to mm -hmm. now i'm sure you can understand why they probably thought this was a good idea was think about it in 1996 we didn't have high definition tvs right they were standard def that puck, as you can see on that screen, right, you're looking at right there, tiny. it's pretty tiny. If you're sitting far enough away from it in like a bar or something like that, maybe you don't really quite know where the puck is at. Exactly. Um, so to get people more excited about watching hockey, um, especially the All-Star game, they put out this technology. And this is going to be the, the start of all you know technological advances and sports, and it's just going to be groundbreaking stuff. Funny enough, they're actually right. But not for the reasons they thought. All right. Um, but again, I like I love the quote about the the whole thing. It'd be the best, the, the biggest technological breakthrough in the history of sports. Um, so, um, how it worked was they actually fitted a puck with LED lights, mm -hmm. and those LED lights would flash thirty times a second. Right. So you it was imperceptible to your eye, but they actually would have the cameras that were around the rink um, synchronized to 30 frames a second so that way it would pick up the hockey puck okay and then wherever it saw those led lights it would just kind of replace it with that blue aura and then when somebody struck the puck it would actually change the frequency of those lights if it went over a certain speed and then it would actually change the the uh, the other the technology would change the color to red so um that was how it worked um, and again, they were thinking people are going to love this. It's going to kind of gamify the game even more where mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, look at how it like, looks like it's shooting and yes. all that kind of stuff. Right. Hockey fans 
hated it. They were like, what did you do to our game? It was so derided. There were so many jokes about it. And there's people on that. I think they basically just, they, they looked at it in horror. They're like, what did you do to our game? You like made our game what was like respectful to like something like, it looks like a kid's video game now or something. Um, Air hockey. In fact, there were a lot of people who made references too. And I'm going to go ahead and date myself and say, I used to play this game back in the day, NBA Jam, which was this mm-hmm. video game oh, wow. where you had like two players. And sometimes if your player was like on fire, he would just Shoot, shoot the basketball yep. and we have like a trail of fire Lame. behind it and people are like yeah, exactly. you made nba jams <laughs> of oh hockey goodness. on tv yeah people were so upset so um <laughs> it lasted two years until um fox lost their rights to broadcast hockey <laughs> to abc uh, i don't think it had anything to do with the puck I was thing gonna ask, yeah, yeah. did it have anything nope, to do uh, not as far it as i know now fox owned the technology so when it went to ABC, of course, you know, ABC did not have the same technology. And I don't think ABC was asking. No, <laughs> lucky for them. <laughs> That's my guess. So, uh, but uh, there's a 2012 article Huffington Post did, um, and they listed as the worst sports broadcasting innovation of our time, which I thought wow. was interesting. So, yeah. So the guys who created this system, they, created, they came up with another company, and they called it Sports Vision. These guys, a couple years later invented the technology that creates the first downline mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. see in NFL games. So they took this technology, the concept of this technology, and then applied it to the NFL and said, let's just see if we can apply it here. Now, it's a lot more involved with that. I mean, with this, it was just uh, with the uh, Fox tracks, it was just, hey, let's put some lights in a puck and set the frame rates and stuff, and it'll just show up. With the um, first line technology, they actually, first they had to 3D map the field Mm -hmm. now why that's important is every field is different no Mm -hmm. two fields are the same they put curvature on the field so that way rainwater doesn't pool so it always like kind of goes off to the sides gotcha so they map the entire field computer map this entire field 3d map this entire field then they set it up where all the cameras they knew exactly where every camera was pointing to in terms of its tilt which is up and down panning which is left and right and zoom whether it's you know in and out and then mm-hmm. of course focus as well so whether or not you're focused in on this thing or focus somewhere else once they knew all that what they did was they had the technology figure out or the computers in the background figure out exactly what part of the field it was looking at and then it could say oh well the first down line is on line uh, yard 43 and it would draw the line mm-hmm. now if you've ever seen those first down lines they also go behind the players, the players, right? They yeah. look. Yeah. It looks like it's on the field. So right. it does. So yeah. how do they do that? Because the first time I saw one, my question was, how do they do yeah. that? Right. Fascinating. It's, it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty basic stuff. Anytime you've ever done something like gone on Photoshop and changed the color of something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it d- is doing that same thing real time. So what it does is they know this particular field is green brown, and so they say every time. On this line, this imaginary line, anytime you see this greenish-brown color, replace it with yellow. Yellow. If you see, um, you know, a, a white cleat, don't replace that. If you see a the black and white of a referee's mm-hmm. uh, shirt, don't replace that. If you see, like, the helmet color, right. don't replace that. And it is so good that even when a team like the Green Bay Packers, who have a yellow and green outfit, right. are up there, well, uniform, not outfit, when they have a green yellow uniform up there, it still does not nice. um, wipe out the colors mm-hmm. of their uniforms, and the line still looks perfectly like it's supposed to behind there. So it's much better than the green screen technology. Right. So, yeah, because yeah, green screen technology has to be perfectly uniform green. Mm-hmm. And you, With this technology, it doesn't have right. to be. Now, you would think all that processing and stuff would you know be like a huge delay, right? It takes less. It's, it adds less than a one-second delay. Wow. So it is really, really fast. And when it first started out, it took like five or six computers in a truck, like a semi-tractor trailer mm-hmm. truck. Uh-huh. They would have like four guys in the truck, um, you know, sitting there doing all this work. And they would have a coordinator on the field as well, um, you know, making sure they kind of figured out, hey, well, it's at the 43 and it would like relay information back. Right. Now they have it down to where it's like two guys, essentially. and just What a great a job. Of, yeah. 
There you go. Hang and, out in a truck. And it used to be really expensive. It used to cost about twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars every game mm-hmm. um, to produce that. And uh, Fox was like, uh, "Yeah, we're not paying that anymore." <laughs> that lasted all of one month. Fans outraged was like, like went through the roof, and they're like, uh, "No, you're bringing that first line technology wow. back." So they came back and said, no, you will bring that back to us. So here it is. In hockey, they put Uh out this technology, and we're like, please get rid of it. Now it's the other way around. They got ready ready to get rid of it. And they were like, no, you need to bring that technology back. Wow. Now, um, interestingly enough, they expanded that technology, too. They also have a blue line, which is the line of scrimmage, which Mm -hmm. means... For anyone who doesn't watch football, that's the the line where the football starts for that particular play. Then they started adding things like a line that says, hey, this is the range that the field goal kicker can typically kick from. Mm -hmm. They also have one for the red zone, which basically means you're within the, uh, is it 20 yards or 10 yards? I always forget. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's either 10 or 20 yard line, but that area is the red zone. and They even color that area in. But really cool technology. One time... There was a blizzard, and they actually laid over the entire lines for everything on that entire field. So all the yard lines and everything was drawn by that technology. So even though it was blizzard, Mm -hmm. you know, and you couldn't really see, because it's not like they can go out there and, like, shovel out all the snow. Right, But you could still see where the lines were because they had the technology set up where it actually put those lines down. Wow. So really, really cool technology. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's how much it's changed. Yeah. Um, they, um, they, they, that technology has evolved into other things. Like they've used it to, and not that specific technology, but the ideas behind that technology is how they do things. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those golf tracking shots they uh-huh. do in a PGA. Yep. And I'm always sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, oh, they must have it on a delay. And someone saw the golf ball go and then someone drew behind it. No, that's all real time real as time. well. Wow. And it's doing the same kind of thing, except for with them, they have a camera and it's got a sensor in it. And it knows where that golf ball is. And wherever that golf ball travels to, it just just colors the pixels wow. on the screen as it's going. That's how that works. That's crazy. Um, that yeah, it's, it's really impressive stuff. So um, people have not liked the idea of technology being integrated into the game so much, though. They're like, ah, is it kind of taken away from the feel of the game? It's like you're, mm-hmm. you're creating this technology layer between us. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, people were like, at first, like when they did it with NASCAR, they had like all these like names at the top. So you could see this is Daryl Waltrip's car and this is Bill Elliott's car. I know I'm using some old NASCAR names, but I'm an old NASCAR head. <laughs> um, and they were like, oh, this is this guy. And this is how fast his car is going. His car is going 187 miles an hour. And you can see, oh, well, he's going faster than this guy. So he'll probably catch up. Right. Things like that. Well, one of the biggest holdouts to technology being involved in the sport was soccer. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, it's not like they're tracking the ball movements and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The most subjective thing that happens in soccer, one is is offsides calls. I'm not going to get into how that all works because I'm a soccer head. <laughs> um, but the other one is goal line technology. Now, in soccer, it's a goal if the soccer ball crosses entirely into the goal past both the goal posts right. and under the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Now, that seems like that's pretty basic stuff, right? But sometimes it gets down to like millimeters or an inch. And if you're a if you're a sideline person in soccer, that can be really hard to see. And just so I can explain what a sideline person is, there's one ref in the middle of the field. He runs the entire field. I mean mm-hmm. the entire field. Wow. I mean end to end. There are two sideline guys. One does one half. The other one does the other half. And their job is to continue to move as quickly as they can with the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think about it, if you want to see whether someone scored a goal, you have to be directly in line with that. What if I'm the guy on the sideline, the line judge, and I'm trying to run to keep up, and I can't keep can't up, and the ball's ahead of me? Now we're going off of my perspective, right. and I might have mm-hmm. missed it. Mm-hmm. So that created all these controversial uh, controversial calls throughout all these tournaments. So in the 2014 World Cup, they implemented goal line technology people were hot about it really? like, oh my gosh why are you implementing this technology so i'm going to show you guys this video and i'm also going to put this in the show notes and i want you guys to see this goal that actually occurred in that game and how important this goal line technology was just from above bounces off there boom oh now could you have called that no no there's no way yeah. i could have called it right. you can't tell 
See, I, can't, I there's no way I could have told. Yep. But the goal line wow. technology, they actually show an image later on. Literally, there's like that much green between mm-hmm. the goal line uh, and, and where that ball actually went across, which means the ball completely went over Crazy. the line. Yeah. That and is. they confirmed it was a goal. Wow. If you think about it, if humans had done that, We'd have been like, nah, no goal. No yeah. goal. I mean, because I, I looked at it like multiple times. I was like, that's no way that's a goal. <laughs> and sure enough, when they show that technology. So Crazy. now so now that goal line technology is now part of like all soccer, most of the major soccer games going forward. So And the next step will be that technology will actually answer your question. You won't even need eyes to tell. Sure. It will say it crossed the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and now the thing is, it's supposed to be like everything else. It's supposed to be a um, a help mm-hmm. to right. the to the line judge. They still have the last the last call. Yes. Um, okay. So now, as of now, right. <laughs> but, and the reason why they say that is because supposedly there's been a couple instances where it hasn't worked mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but still. I would much rather, you know, in those type of instances, have the computer tell me versus, right. you know, me trying to... It was too close to call, right. really. Yeah, so... Because they have a similar technology for tennis as well, don't they? Yes, mm-hmm. for in-out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, and it uses very similar concepts yeah. where it does that in-out. And I know there's been a thousand... I, I used to watch the Wimb- uh, watch Wimbledon like, like it was like a religion or something. <laughs> and I would watch those balls that get, you know, so close to the line. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like... How do they know that was in? Right. And then, you know, like, how do they know it was out? I was like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then the first time they showed that, and of course, they can only challenge so many. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not like you can sit there and just challenge every single one. Um, and they would challenge, and sure enough, you would see it was like, it was out. And I was like, wow, there's no way. It's just, yeah. If somebody's sitting there, I'm, I'm sitting right here looking at it. I was like, there's no way I could tell. Right. That's the reason why so many of those calls get overturned, where it's like, you know, the person who's sitting there closest to it on the field is like, I know this was out, whereas the person who's like, you know, the, the, the umpire is like... The line judge, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. So so that's um that's my, my, my little spiel about technology in sports and how it's uh, kind of brought us forward. But if you guys get the opportunity to watch a hockey game, just remember what it could have been. It could have been that, <laughs> that weird Star Wars. He's on fire. On. That's right. He's on fire. Gretzky's right. on fire. He's Low on key. fire. That's right. Right. The NBA jams Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So switching gears a little bit, uh, I know, Alondo, you've run a couple of uh, 5Ks, and I think you may have run a marathon as well. So I trained for the Newport News Marathon, but I messed my hip up. But I have run quite a few half marathons. Okay. Yeah. Jen, have you no. run long? No, I'm not a runner. <laughs> I used to be a runner. I used to start, I was doing 5Ks, and I did a 10K one, and I actually, a great accomplishment of mine was doing a half marathon few years back good deal and one of the cool things about if you've ever run a race is seeing that finish line Mm -hmm. cross Mm -hmm. especially with a with a half marathon that was i promised myself i would never run a full marathon in my life but the half marathon was something that i focused on doing and when i saw that finish line it was a monumental monumental achievement for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now picture this you're in you've, you've made it to the boston marathon yep and this is something that happened, I think, last month, wasn't it? Uh, or uh, two months ago. Is it? April. Was yeah, it so it's, April it's been a couple event? months because we're in June now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple you've, months. You've run, yeah. You're running the Boston Marathon, and that in itself, accomplishing that feat is is awesome. Absolutely. You know, with all the history behind it, with the with the bombing that happened a few months ago or a few years ago. Yeah. It's something that I would say would be a great feat to accomplish. And it's a challenging race. Yeah. It's um, the Mount Everest. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's it's, it's definitely up One there. One of them. Yeah, it's oh definitely America, it's, it's a pinnacle. Anyway. <laughs> it's a pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, achieving that is in a feat in itself. Mm-hmm. But then you couple that with technology nowadays. Yeah. And something that Adidas wanted to do for the 30th anniversary of them sponsoring this event was to have not only with a medal in hand that if you accomplished finishing the Boston Marathon was a personalized video of you folks. Of the folks crossing the finish line at that time that they did, and it's it's fascinating because there there are thirty thousand competitors in this event. Yes, right. Yeah, geez, thirty thousand. Wow. Yeah, the qualifier for that is just insane. But even just finishing it is great. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, now you have this video, thirty second video that you can actually post on your Facebook or Twitter accounts or your Instagram accounts. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can see the whole. I guess behind the scenes stuff about this whole 
endeavor that Adidas did on our show notes. But it's just a matter of the logistics of how they accomplished this. You know, Adidas had worked with a local advertising agency called Grow, mm-hmm. um, which they're pretty well known worldwide for being innovative in some of their solutions. And they took a crew of, I think it was around, uh, let me see here, 18 people. Mm-hmm. So 18 people the night before the race tracked the race, figured out where these cameras needed to be located on certain strategic points so that when these people wearing their RFID tags would trigger these cameras, mm-hmm. track them where they were at, turn on these cameras, and start recording them at specific points of the race. Okay. And at the end of this race, when people would finish it, this video would come out with them hours later showing a 30-second clip of, say, John Smith was in the race, showing them at certain points mm-hmm. and showing them at the end of the finish line running through that you know, finish line and achieving their goal. Right, right. And what's amazing about this is the amount of time and effort that it took. It was, you know, they did it the night before, mm-hmm. putting all this stuff together, having these cameras at certain strategic locations, and then within mere hours of them completing the race, having it already on social media for them to post. And, and this is video. This is video. I mean, because I've run races where um, they can see your bib number, yep. and they have like software that goes in there and says, oh, well, you were racer number 534. And so it goes through all this, the pictures that somebody has taken, and it sends me like this, uh, this like a, uh, I guess, zip file, mm-hmm. if I pay for it, yep. zip file of exactly. every instance where it sees a photo that has 534 bib number in it mm-hmm. and it's been really good i've never gotten pictures that weren't mine or had pictures right. that i was like someone else got a picture and i didn't get a picture unless i was you know obstructed by something else yeah but this is video but this is something that taken that's a step forward insane rather than having a still picture yeah of having you complete the race and right. you on video right i mean Granted, there's some B-roll footage that they took as well of the yeah. race, uh-huh. but there's certain clips that you can see yourself. Oh, my God, there I am. At this is you turning cool. around this corner. Yeah. This is you going up the hill. This is when you're, like, really digging hard to try and get mm-hmm. up. The, yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. So, yeah. Technology like that, especially, you know, for me, I'm not running that much anymore, but it's just you are, you're, you're having accomplishments, but then you can share that with your friends. Right. Say, hey, right. check this out. Yeah, Look at right. this video Definitely. that I made. So uh-huh. it's, it's fantastic just to see... That is great. How though. things have progressed. Not just on the sidelines, somebody taking a video of you. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no red streak behind you, and you're not glowing <laughs> in a blue halo. A glowing head. <laughs> a bobblehead. The head. blue halo. <laughs> but, glowing bobblehead. Uh, that'd be cool if they gave you like a custom bobblehead at yeah. the end, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> you would deserve it. That's right. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather have that than the, the little metal they give you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. That you can open bottles with, right? That's right. There's more right. than a metal, too. I mean, running a marathon, I'm not a runner. I like to run hills, mm-hmm. but it's the other part I'm not a fan of. Yeah, yeah I am not a distance runner, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's just having... I have a lot of respect. I'm going to tell you that right now. I have a lot of respect. So I started thinking about the Olympic Games and the impact technologies had there. Mm-hmm. And then I specifically thought about one of my favorite sports to watch, and that's swimming. Then that takes us into a lot of underwater technology. The deal. Do you guys like to watch swimming on the oh, Olympics? Yeah. I will admit that I only started getting into it when um, we were like having like these record-breaking years where it's like we were getting more medals than mm-hmm. had ever been gotten before. Right. Um, then I was getting really, really into it. Um, I, I guess at the time, I was like, I didn't quite understand what was going on. I was like, okay, he jumped in the pool. Okay, he's moving his arms a different way. Why? <laughs> you know, I understand it. I know. So, but well, once I got it figured out, I was okay. Y'all so. were talking about the lines. I've seen mm-hmm. those in the swimming games as well. Yeah, oh, where they shows show like... the strokes oh. and the arch oh, okay. of the lines, and then if they hit, you know, the edge of the yep. pool mm-hmm. when they get to the edge. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the line that shows this is what the Olympic record before over. was, right. well, and then true. it shows like those. I thought you were talking about those kind of lines, but I don't know if I know the lines you're the talking about. The stroke lines, like showing the arch of the arm. I've yeah. seen oh, that. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta look for that. Then. Yeah. Okay. That's a little um, interesting as well. But I was looking at how technology has impacted the swimming sport in the Olympics, and here's what I found. So they use underwater filming to kind of get an idea of their strokes and movements, and mm-hmm. then they analyze those for improvements. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have competitors watching each other. 
and looking at some of the strokes and the movements that the winners have versus what oh, they're doing. Right. They try to perfect their yeah, that movements. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, the marathon swimming that started back in 2008, they would put armbands on the swimmers, and then that the swimmers' armbands were reporting their stats constantly. So run, they were able run, to kind of... Wait, run this back by me. The marathon <laughs> swimming. marathon swimming. 25 so is... swimmers would jump in the water at one time with these cool armbands, kind of like what we wear on our mm-hmm. Apple watches. Okay. And the stats of how fast they were going and who was ahead, it was just constantly feeding back into their computers. And it's... 26 miles of swimming no 25 swimmers it was the beijing olympics is when that started so why is it called marathon Marathon. swimming just what they called it they Hmm. called it marathon swimmers oh wow i wonder how far do you have to swim I mean, that's a good question i don't know yeah i should have found that out i I mean maybe it is like 26 nautical miles i don't have no idea (laughs) i don't think it was that far i would think not i'm like holy cow that's a lot of they probably can though as much as these guys swim yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well on a side note they did have people waiting to pull out those that were starting to drown oh so, pretty far whoa. oh wow these are professional that is intense yeah. it and was intense watching that whoa no a little scary yeah that's that's pretty scary the armband was probably like pull them out yeah. pull Emergency. them out now they're not yeah. breathing i mean at least because if you're in a marathon if you want to stop you know running you just stop you just stop and walk to the side you, <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> you can't do that in a marathon you can't do that in a you walk. start sinking they're oh, sinking go go now <laughs> What if you're trying to get to someone and you have to pass over a bunch of bodies oh gosh, that are yeah. swimming? That's kind of scary. That is pretty crazy, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That might be another show. Um, another thing was companies were analyzing swimmers' bodies using three-dimensional models to invent the best swimwear. Okay. And that proved to make swimmers more able to perform better and break a record. Speedo is one company that worked tirelessly to analyze superhero gear in the human body. To make record-breaking and sometimes controversial swimwear that we saw with the laser swimwear that Beaven was looking at as well, where they banned the swimwear based on the cost. Right. It just wasn't fair mm-hmm. to some of those underprivileged companies. And many of the record-breaking swimmers they found were wearing that swimwear. So what was it that's controversial? I mean, just well, it's, it's sculpted swimwear. How was that a bad thing? Yeah. Well, a lot of... This was uh, when Michael Phelps was hot. When he mm-hmm. first started going busting onto the scene, he had broke, I think, from what it was saying, eight records with that suit on. Okay. <laughs> like I mean, superhero suit. Superhero but, suit. You know, it's but a he still suit. had to, like, that had to come from him mm-hmm. working out hard. So how does the suit help him break records? It's uh, aerodynamic. Well, it's not aerodynamic if it's in the water, but right. aquadynamic. If water dynamic. Say. Okay. Water dynamic. It okay. helped kind of cut the friction on that. So oh, okay. A lot of the controversy was the, the kind of the suit kind of gave him an unfair advantage. I see. So, so he's 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 awesome in himself, but mm-hmm. you give him that suit, it's like he's Captain America in the right. water. Right. Yeah, apparently it lessened the resistance against the water. Uh-huh. Okay, right. And so, I don't know. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, if, if it's set a certain way and it reduces that, that surface friction that mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what um, it was. So it specifically accounts for, oh, this is yeah. water and it works best if it's this material that it touches and goes right. by. But interestingly enough, that's just the suit part, which is like goes just right across here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have the rest of your skin. It's like you can change the te- <laughs> texture of your skin, right? Right. So. Well, some people felt it gave him an unfair advantage. Vanage. Okay. Right. Um, especially as we were looking into earlier, those countries that may not have the monetary means oh, sure. to give their athletes yeah. those types of suits. You don't think about those mm. details. I guess I can see that to a point, but I mean... Heck, even the Jamaican bobsled team got to compete, and they didn't really have, like, you know, the facilities and stuff, and they just kind of figured it out. Right, so. right. Well, and that's what others say. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's available to everyone. I do like the idea of the fact that they, they want they want inclusion, though. And mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a great mindset to, mm-hmm. to work from is the idea of we want everyone to participate and no one to have a leg up. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Sure. Yeah. It was interesting to find out, though, that swimmers are usually partnered with a sports scientist who uses technology to test their vitals and to measure how the athletes are affected and how they can improve everything they do. Yeah, that makes sense. Just using science and technology to perfect their movements. Right. I'm going to get mine off the dark web. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My sports scientist. (laughs) 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so that Speedo suit, just to be clear, it wasn't like the standard superhero brief. It was something that uncovered their entire torso, I thought right? It, yeah, it went down to above the knee. Yeah, we want to make sure to stress that because we don't want to pe uh, picture people like Michael Phelps and Speedos versus him. <laughs> I don't know. Some Nothing people may necessarily like, wrong with that. Exactly, no. but versus, I'm you know. I'm not going to be picturing Michael Phelps in a Speedo <laughs> in this portion of the podcast. Anyway. I didn't either. Versus somebody that's wearing a full torsoed suit. Because that, right. yeah. That makes sense, though. You don't want to stress that. See, now that, that really mm -hmm. locks in my head why that's an yeah, issue. Because now you've reduced friction not just around not your waist, but like everywhere. Everywhere on your torso. And that's so much of you that is making contact mm -hmm. with the one shirt. Mm -hmm. Now I get that. Okay. And, yeah. and another yeah. big controversy of that while we were offline was talking about how much these suit cost mm -hmm. one suit is about i think what you said five hundred dollars five hundred dollars yeah so five hundred dollars is fine for american standards because they can support that but right. if somebody from another country who's developing right they can't afford a five hundred dollar suit for right. each of their mm -hmm. swimmers so that's why the controversy and the ban was enacted on those specific suits got it got it huh yeah that makes perfect So for our last section, uh, of course, I always call it, uh, well, is geek out or, uh, uh, well, actually, I think we, we kind of just settled in on geek out. So I, but we just kind of talk about just other geek stuff, geek culture, what have you. Um, last episode, I talked about the release of uh, some albums recently that were short um, and that, you know, didn't encompass a full hour. And it's like, well, hey, are you upset about that? Um, you know, we're talking about as long as the, the content and, and the quality is good. Um, so similarly, I was going to ask you guys about um, video, the release of video and episodes um, mm -hmm. of a show. Um, as you guys know, uh, Netflix essentially pioneered the idea of releasing an entire season mm -hmm. at once of, right. of a new show. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that. Yeah. yeah um, so great. Um, now, conversely, though, recently, um, I want to say last year, Hulu, you know, their hit show, Handmaid's Tale, mm -hmm. they went back to the old idea. Well, not they went back to. They've actually been doing it forever, but it was really made um, really obvious to everybody with a Handmaid's Tale that they want to release one episode every Wednesday, I believe it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And there were some people who were like, oh, I like this just really slow release of these episodes. <laughs> it's like, well, that's kind of how TV works yes, before. Yes, that's how it used to be. Exactly. Binge-watching yep. so, did not exist. Yeah. Nope. So I don't know about you. I, I mean, I was going to get you guys' opinions on that. Um, you know, when a new show comes out, I mm -hmm. mean, if a show, like, releases and eight episodes are available, do you guys watch it, like, all at once as soon as it comes out? Do you binge-watch yeah. it? or? <laughs> I definitely do, if yeah? I have the time, yeah. which exactly. is rare. Uh-huh. Yep. But during all the snow days we had, mm -hmm. uh -huh, uh -huh. I binged, watched a lot. Really? And this is new shows, not like old um, shows. Some of them were, they were mostly probably older, honestly. Oh, okay. Some of them, Cable Girls was one, a little newer, mm -hmm. takes place in Spain back in the 40s. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Okay. Which service is that on? That was on Netflix. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. Handmaid's Tale, I've been wanting to start, but yeah. I just, the time isn't there right now, but it'll probably Great. be my summer binge. Great yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, anybody who watched the movie from like, the, I think it was the 80s, it's so much better than that. Mm -hmm. um, it departs a little bit from the book like everything does, mm -hmm. right. but I think that they've done an incredible job um, with that that show. Yep. Um, my daughter she... got into Stranger Things, and Stranger when they yeah. released Fantastic. that new mm -hmm. season, she was, you know... That night on it. There you go. For hours. But, it, but then it's it. a letdown, I think, because you're waiting and waiting. Exactly. And like, oh, yeah. So I'm glad it. you're bringing that right. up because that's what I was going to bring up is that, um, you know, you have this idea of binge watching mm -hmm. something, but doesn't something go along with the idea of delayed gratification? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, where you have to wait. It's almost like, you know, saving money up to go buy something. Mm -hmm. You know, back when I was a kid, if I wanted something, you know, I'd have to, like, save up my allowance until I could get that video game system or that right. video game. Exactly. And nowadays, you know, there's a lot of parents who are really quick to be like, oh, well, this thing comes out. Here you go. You can have it. Exactly. Right. And the kid's not having to wait at yeah. all. Um, you know, they don't have to, um, you know. Learn patience. Yeah, learn that patience. And exactly. What you. And I know that right now, even in the day and age of internet and instant accessibility of all this mm -hmm. stuff, we have just no delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. just wondering, does that, do we think that's affecting 
You know? Well, and is it affecting productivity? Because if you're going to sit and watch exactly. a show for hours, you're mm-hmm. losing that night and the next day because sure. you're too tired. You're right. too tired. So right. it made me think about that productivity we yeah. talked about mm-hmm. last episode. What about you, Beaven? Any shows that you like get into like that? That you like the moment they come out? That you like, <laughs> like just like you just tear through it? And you got to get to it. As much as I'd love to do that, uh-huh. considering I have a young end at home, yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. That's right. But it's 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 also a generational thing because you consider a lot of kids nowadays. They have episodes presented to them like Stranger Things and other seasons, series like that on Netflix that yeah. they could just tear through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have that opportunity, but it also is great because we can watch it on our own pace. If there's mm-hmm. a whole entire series coming out, like The Handmaid's Tale, they introduce that every week. Yeah. It kind of makes it a little bit more special, like back in the day. Before it, DVRs, before having mm-hmm. Netflix, you'd have to wait, like me. I'm going to geek myself out right now. I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, Great really? Show. Yeah. yeah. Great I couldn't. Show. I had to record that on VCR if I couldn't see it on live time, you mm-hmm. know? And it's just, it makes it that much more special. You're waiting a week to see it. Mm-hmm. Lost is another one. Have yeah. you ever seen Lost? That show was fantastic in itself, too. But you had to wait for that week. And it was mm-hmm. the anticipation of getting it. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a more modern day one is Game of Thrones. Yeah. See, there's what one. What about The Bachelor? No. <laughs> <laughs> No. Just kidding. Yeah. I mean, that, that reaction. You're going to hear a lot of cricket noises in the room right now. <laughs> Bachelor and geek do not equate. I know. That's I what don't I know. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just. I don't know. The most recent one was a geek. The Bachelor? Yeah. It was yeah. a geek? I thought he was. Really? I, no. I wasn't a fan. I mean, no, no. I just was like, wow, like he's not really acting like a bachelor. He's not like a, yeah. Aren't he's... they all like independently wealthy or something? So he probably was a geek, right? Not necessarily. <laughs> oh, they're not? No. There's I a think guy that's that... a stereotype. Really? Mm-hmm. So the bachelor is not always like some guy who's like wealthy no, and stuff. Oh, no. really? See, you okay. need to watch it to understand oh it. Oh, you know what? I still want. I broke my glasses on purpose so I could tape them together. Run back to Reddit and type stuff no one will see. You're a geek. That means you're just a hipster wannabe. That's right, I'm a geek. I've got brains and a personality. I wear my glasses sincerely and my t-shirts ironically. There's some things you can't learn in a class or else I'll sign you up for intro to how not to be a social uh, All you guys, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, participating with us on this week's show. Um, thanks for listening to us uh, talk about sports ball, all the uh, technology that uh, is involved in uh, making all the sports that you watch uh, on TV so enjoyable, uh, with, whether it be the first line uh, marker or uh, guys in Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all I'm gonna. That's gonna be take away from this whole episode. It's gonna be guys and speedos. Guys and now. speedos. That's right. Whose idea was that again? Uh, <laughs> uh, to talk about guys and speedos, probably the lady sitting at the table. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, you know, and I definitely want to go research myself even see more about this this video tech that they use for the Boston Marathon. So, um, again, hope you guys learned something. Um, remember to always try to learn something new every day. Um, Hope you guys uh, hang out with us next week when, uh, you know, hope you guys will come uh, tune in. And uh, remember, let's, let's all be bitwise. See you. Bye. Question four. According to California building codes, what part of a structure may not be fastened with duct tape? Oh, this is a good one. I love duct tape. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about being an archaeologist. I mean, no, never mind. Nothing. Are you just an archaeologist? That'll an archaeologist? be edited out. Please edit that out. That's what you left it. Edit that out. <laughs> I did not mean to say that. Do not leave that in. I will be so mad at you. Got it. I'm thinking about so many things right now. That's no what worries. teachers do. Their brain is full. All right. So here we go. And I told you guys, those things can be tough sometimes. So. Oh, my God. Because no, that, 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 that X-Files one, one. that one. I know they all those were taglines uh, at some see, point, but I didn't realize. Even the last one, I was like, I know I've heard of that mm-hmm. one, yes. too, where it's just uh-huh. apology, apology is policy. policy. Yeah. But I was like... 
I know I've heard all of those with X Files, but mm-hmm. it did specifically say show, so fine. No. Whatever. All right, so. And then of course I'm ready. You ready, Beaven? Of course he is. He's all over it. He's, yeah. He, he's operating with a Steven sports knowledge ready. deficiency. He's ready to go. <laughs> he's so ready. He's like, I'm going to do all the learnings. <laughs> Bring it on. Talk Come about on. archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I went back and recorded the question again so I can Thank cut you. it out. Mm-hmm. Just so that way I will just keep that at the end uh, as a blooper. No, maybe not. I'm not going to go into where that came from. <laughs> it would bore you. I'm definitely going to hear that story later. When we have another truth serum. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so It's not exciting. All right. So I probably would have been okay if I had just not tried to do the most like I do with everything. So <laughs> I was trying to get my, I was trying to run um, the New Purdue's Marathon and I was trying to maintain a 745 pace for the entire Goodness thing. Goodness gracious. And I was, no. yeah, that's how I messed my hip up. If oh. I had just said, oh, you know, I'm just going to run just 10 minute miles the whole time. I'd have probably been fine. Nope, I try to do I try to do the most. And, extra. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly that's my nickname in life. Is extra. Extra. <laughs> the extra elixir. The extra, that's right. So there you go. Yeah. We just that is the name. great though. That's so cool. Uh, and you said the, uh, so I, I definitely want to see this uh this, the show notes. I want to see what you uh put together because yeah, I want to see I definitely want to see examples of that because mm-hmm. that would be so great to like you finish this amazing feat and then you have this really customized video of that. I mean, you can't get better than that. No. Yeah. No. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good deal. Go. Yeah. Anything else? No. All right. Oh, and I did see it research the marathon swimming, so it's roughly, according to Wikipedia, which I don't know if you can trust or not, marathon swimming is a class of open water swimming defined by long distances, at least 10 kilometers. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Gotcha. So basically, traditional rules based in English channel swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There you go. 10 kilometers, which would equate to six about miles? About six miles. Yeah, 6.4 yeah. miles, uh-huh. I believe. Yep. I can't even Not swim. Not too shabby. Yeah, Half that's... a mile in water. That would Jeez, drown. No. How, how far is it across the James River at the bridge, I wonder? Because I know James someone that swam that Holy. width. And almost drowned, but he I'm used to talk about I'm going to say it's about five miles. Um, wow. So, so imagine that and back almost. Yeah. That's that's a ways. Ugh. I'm not the one. Pass. Yes, that's right. Pass for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you guys so much for the updates on on the, the technology in sports here. Again, it's the mix of the geeks and jocks. I love it. There you go. <laughs> and funny enough, I keep thinking about all these shows back in the day where it was like, you know, the jocks always ran everything and the geeks were like always just, mm-hmm. you know, push over and all that kind of stuff. And now it's changed so much now and yeah. stuff I watch on TV nowadays. Exactly. Definitely. You know? Yeah. But there's still all these people that do the stereotype of like, you know, geeks like pushing the glasses up mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I think about, you know, for example, I, I love sports. I mean, I, I play soccer. Um, if I can... Not like break something. I'll play flag football. <laughs> you know, um, I, I do. I get involved in a lot of stuff, and I'm still really, really geeky guy mm-hmm. as well. You know, and I, I like the fact that you know a lot of people are recognizing just because you know you do tech or whatever does not mean all of a sudden you just like fall into this like you know uh, uh, shoebox idea of what we think of you as as a as a geek or a nerd or whatever. And right. Like, Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so appreciative of the fact that we're starting to really catch on to that. Mm-hmm. We're not all socially inept, you know. Uh, uh, you know, guys who just like walk around like drooling and like, oh man, look at that, a girl. You know, so just <laughs> contrary to popular belief, contrary to popular all, belief, all geeks are not like the geeks on Big Bang Theory. Oh man! Oh wow! I, I, Stop we, with that stereotype. We, we we may have to break out a whole podcast about Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, if you love that show, by all means, you know, have at you. But I just, <laughs> there are some people who tell me um, things they like, you know, like kind of regurgitate stuff they hear on that. And it's like, I'm, I sound smart because of this. And I'm like, that's not quite right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not how that works. You know, because uh, also I'm a comic book reader. I read comic books like voraciously. And some of the stuff they even say about that, I'm like, no, that's not quite how. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is how a television producer sees nerd culture right. and yeah. this is their interpretation so. and they're getting viewers yeah they're so getting it's viewers. working so yeah 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 so 
you don't care. Oh, well, you know, and this is completely off, off, you know, getting off the rails here. Um, remember we were talking about rom coms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, we were talking about our favorite ones, and I forgot one of my top tier ones that I love is called Love Jones. Now it mm. stars uh, Nia Long and oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Uh, the the guy that stars in that he actually was one of the guys that starred in Crash. Um, but the reason why I like that that movie so much is it's a lot more cerebral than um, what you think it would be because they actually, I mean, they're really they're two really smart people mm-hmm. and they talk about poetry and all these other differences and they kind of play games with each other. Um, anyway, I love that movie a whole lot. I want to make sure I kind of just put that just in here because I remember we talked about it on the previous episode <laughs> and I want to put that out there for all the listeners. Go check out Love Jones. I know it's an older movie. I know it came out like in the mid '90s, I believe it was 1997, according. Oh, I was close. Even has hey. your other star. Uh, there you go. So um, Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate. Thank oh. you so much. I would not remember that. Um, and then it had great music in that too. They had like you know some good old jazz music in there that uh, you know you just don't hear that often. It was really well done. Anyway, I'm mm-hmm. gonna put that movie out there as a suggestion to people. I know it's falling off because it's 21 years old and everything, but those are some of the best movies though. The Thank older you. ones, yeah. Right. Actually, after, I think so. And after we went, um, we recorded. I went back and watched um, uh, how to get what was how, to lose, how, to, how to lose a guy in ten days. Doesn't hold up as much as it really? used to, unfortunately. Because what about failure to launch? Failure to launch still kind of holds up. Yeah. But that one, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, there's a whole bunch of yeah. like gender tropes that were in that. It was like, ah, uh, that's not really. Ah, uh, uh, uh. I was like, <laughs> I come don't on. Know. I love that. Especially movie. the, I guess it was the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. They just kind of mm-hmm. fit into some of those tropes. Little, I was like, oh little. man. Kind of like we were talking about the geeks from uh, right. you know Big Bang yeah. Theory, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're falling into tropes. I was like, uh-huh. not all women talk like that. Not all side guys. Yes. Ah, oh, stop. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm a little crushed by you two. You know, you guys never even asked what my favorite rom Oh, we did ask was. you, but I you didn't have did. one. Dang. We're going to go back to the tape. Did you go find no, one? No, I know which one it is. What is, what is it? Love Actually. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's a, great a great one. film. You Can't know, go wrong with that. Yeah. 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 And if you've ever seen the movie Amelie, that's another one of my favorites. That's actually my favorite movie. Really? Of Amelie? all time. That's a great movie. French though. film. It's Watch it in subtitles. Don't watch the... Dubbed garbage. Never watch Great a foreign film. Dubbed. Romantic comedy. <laughs> what yeah. about just your favorite romance? Do you like For Love of the Game with Kevin Costner? I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh one. my goodness, it's a great movie. Favorite romance. Romance. Uh, like, how does that differ from the romantic comedy? Where it can be like drama. Because it's more uh, serious. Okay. Doesn't have to be like rom-com. Gotcha. It's got a baseball edge to it. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a He's good an question. aging baseball player hmm. who pitches a perfect mm-hmm. game and then realizes in the midst of this perfect game that he's really in love with this lady. Interesting. It's a great movie. I'm trying to think romance. That's something I'll have period. to get back with Do you. Do not on. say the Titanic. <laughs> if you say that, I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna go going ahead to and just tell everyone here that that was a movie I fell asleep watching. Oh my god! And I, I've watched it in its entirety once. I can't get that time back. Or the back. Notebook. That's a good one. I haven't seen that. Nicholas I haven't seen that one. Sparks. Yeah. Yeah. Who started oh, that? Wasn't wow. it the? Y'all really need to catch up. Which on one of the superhero stars in that? It was um. Not Ryan In the Browns. notebook? It was, what's his name? Uh, Goodness gracious. The other dude. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. There you go. And it, was it, it Amy Adams was the other girl? Or... There you, you go. Oh this my gosh, See, come on now. Stop. If, it's me Amy, if it's Amy Adams, then you know she, of course, was Lois Lane and Superman. And Superman. Movie, so there you go. See, yeah, we're bringing all. I back. should know this, and I'm so mad at myself for not. That's all right. <laughs> it's a rainy Sunday. I can't help it. I know it's raining here while we're recording. And I'm enjoying it. I love the pitter patter rain in the background. Was it Rachel McAdams? Yes, Rachel Dun- McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yep. And I'm not. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen that movie either. So wow. I've seen it a million times. The, what the Notebook? Yes. Oh, man. A million times. Uh-huh. I, I'm sorry. I I just, I, I'm just not going <laughs> to watch that one. Just too sad. It's just... That's, uh, I like rom-coms. It is sad. I like rom-coms. Yeah. Rom-coms. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's like people telling me, like, Gone with the Wind, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah. No. That actually nah. wasn't bad. Oh, I know what my favorite romantic movie is. Mm. Now I'm thinking, because I'm like, it doesn't have to be, like, in the last 20 years or something. It's just of all time. Right. My favorite romantic movie of all time, easily... Casablanca. 
Oh yeah, okay. easily, mm-hmm. easily. It's been a while since I've seen that. I know we talked it, about it. It has so much, you know, just going on there. Um, I just feel like it's just a, a movie that's just got all all kinds of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a great film. Anybody who hasn't seen that, you definitely need to take the time mm-hmm. go watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, still holds up to this day. Um, Humphrey Bogart, you know, just typical Humphrey you Bogart. I mean, you, you can't. Yeah. There's no comparison. The guy just brings a swagger to the screen. You just he can't. You know, he, just, he couldn't help it. He couldn't help it, you know. He couldn't help it. With his little mumbly self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so. Not sure right. how we got there, but we did. Well, that was my fault. I, I took us off the rails, and it's I'm okay. it's happy about good. it because I got to introduce everybody to Casablanca if you have not watched it. See, it was it's fall for a reason. All with good purpose there. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well. <laughs> oh my gosh, my brain today. Whew. What you did fine. How what? could I forget Rachel McAdams, oh, Ryan Gosling? Exactly. You, just, you just get put on the spot. You're like, um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm deer in the headlight. I'm gonna yeah. take all your feminist feminism <laughs> cred away from you, and we're oh just gonna gosh. take your card away. And <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't. But you know the thing is that Rachel McAdams, she what was the movie she starred in recently? Um, I really liked her also in the one with. Was she in Twenty Seven Dresses or that not her? No, that's mm. a different one. That's she was a in Mean too. Girls. That was her she thing. Was-